thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Ridge. Welcome to Sporty number 17. Who is 17. Se- I just saw that number recently. Well, I mean, once again, two weeks in a row I've said Brett Hall, but he was 17 on the Red Wings, so. All right, well, here you go. He, 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 he finally gets one. <laughs> so I, I, I say we talk about uh, the <laughs> continuing meltdown of Obel, o, Odell Beckham Jr. first. Oh, my God, dude. What happened? I didn't watch Monday Night Football. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Or what didn't happen? Well, well, he he caught a like a four yard out route, ran out of bounds. I can't remember the player's name on Rhodes. Okay, Xavier Rhodes. I mean, it was kind of a late hit, but I mean, it's not shit that you don't see on plays all the time. Now, wait a minute, though. The first one that he did wasn't a late hit. He just pushed him. He's like, whatever. You got to catch. Yeah, you. The one where he flipped out, and he then that's when. Oh, oh, uh, OBJ hit the or bumped the ref or whatever. Yeah, that was the first one. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he just barely touched him when they were out of bounds. The second one, then the very next play happened the exact same way. Odell lowered his fucking shoulder at him. Rose was like, uh, "Okay, kid, come here." <laughs> well, he'd been chirping at him on the field too, and he got in his head to the point where like other players were pulling back him aside and going, "Dude, look, you can't, you can't get like this. You can't let him get in your head like this." So all that shit happened. He got called for an unsportsmanlike. In the new in the new NFL rule, if you get called for a second unsportsmanlike, you're out. So he was targeted, I think, like six, seven times after that. 
I think they only completed one pass. He ran the wrong route. He was supposed to run a post, and he ran like an in route. I don't know what the fuck he did. Just basically, he was all off his game, and he finished the game with uh, three receptions for 23 yards. And he had zero receptions the second half. Yeah. Zero. So much for that guy. So it's pretty. See the new Victor Cruz? One and a half awesome years, and then the rest is going to be trying to get back to those one and a half years. Well, in the interview and the after the game and shit, he said it's not a one-on-one game. All the refs are pointing at him, and everybody's coming at him, and everybody's trying to get him to, you know, get flags and get thrown out of the game. It was terrible. I was like, and you're a football player? Pussy. <laughs> well, what's that drop? Sounds like I mean, a goddamn I guess, pussy to me. Do we just want to? We want to add the intro to the show afterwards because we basically already started. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I sent you guys that shit. Like <laughs> odds that he's going to cry. I mean, dude, fucking, I knew, I knew it was over with when his own teammates was leaking. It was leaking to the press that, from his own teammates. that This guy's mentally unstable. Like he cannot handle criticism. He cannot handle. Oh, let's check oh, let's it. I want, I want to see when failure. he was born. I want to see what year he's he was 20, born. 23. Okay. So he okay. just keeps backing up my millennial theory. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's very much on the table. Um, I mean, there's even been allusions to there's something else going on that is not a very well kept secret. And I'm like, okay. And I mean, this isn't reputable people, you know, sports reporters that are saying this. It's not on ESPN or Fox, you know, sports or anything like that. This is internet bloggers. But I mean, you know, hey, let's be honest. Sometimes they're right. But, Exactly. Even a broke clock's right twice a day. So sometimes the inquirer is right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I guess the implication is that he's got something to hide in deep in his closet. Take it for what you will. Oh, uh, I can see that with him. And then people on the field are fucking with him about it, maybe, and it's fucking with his head because. One, let's be honest, he's a professional athlete. He's 23 years old. He's probably been handled with kids' gloves ever since he could fucking grab a football and hold on to it. Someone threw it to him on a field. Yeah, coupled with uh, that, with he's a millennial, so he's already used to... He's from the generation who loves getting their... Or, who's, who the, uh, the MO is kissing their ass. Plus, he's a gifted athlete. So he's probably getting that at least tenfold. I mean, irresponsible speculation aside, I mean, it's, like I said, it's just been alluded to by people on the internet. There's no proof to back it up, whatever. I do know that it's it's kind of a poorly kept secret that the uh, the main wide receiver in the show <coughs> Ballers is supposed to be based on him, kind of like an older version of him. I did not and, know that. And, I mean, if you even look at him, they kind of look alike. You know, except for the dude on the show, he, his hair, he doesn't have the highlights in or the tips frosted or whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. Does he catch balls? But, I mean, same beard, same haircut, um, you know, walking around, just swagger for no good reason. You know, I mean, let's be honest. He right now, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, he's one big play away from being a two big play athlete. You know, I mean, that was one of the problems with Kirk Gibson as a coach in the Tigers' locker room uh, back in the day when 
he was an assistant to Trammell, is that the players were like, you had two big plays. You had a home run in the World Series in 84, and you had a home run in 88, and you didn't do shit besides that. So why the fuck should we listen to you? So if you really look at, you know. Because I'm going to coach and shut the fuck up, but I guess that's well, another conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Kirk Gibson. I'll beat the shit out of you <laughs> <Yeah>. if you don't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, he was a two-sport athlete that was drafted as a professional football player and baseball player out of MSU. So homeboy comes from some hardy stock, but whatever. Um, you know, Beckham, what? He's got the one-handed catch. That's it. What's your oh, that's what I was thinking, too. I mean, if we're going to talk about him, I mean, other than his antics on the field, what are we talking about? He reminds me of Des Bryant. Yeah, Des Bryant is all mouth, and like that year he was talking about he's just as good as Calvin Johnson. Well, if you look at the numbers, no, you ain't, buddy. He's been on the decline for the last two years. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about receivers in the league today, Julio Jones, hello. He gets no love. He only only gets love on days he goes off. The rest of the season, people aren't talking about him. I don't like him. I, I barely ever watch for him or root for him, but Dallas Cowboys. What about Beasley, dude? He is a beast. Yeah, he was looking pretty goddamn awesome. Well, not just that. It reminds me of Wes Welker. Oh, but, I mean, the but you know, the other side of the conversation is uh, maybe, if you want to say Wes Welker, Rich and I have talked about, we think Wes Welker is one of those guys is only as good as the guy throwing to him. No. What do he do when he didn't well, have uh... – when well, have Brady or Manning throwing to him? Well, I mean, what did he do in, in Denver, really, when he had a shell of Peyton Manning throwing to him? Not much. But he didn't really throw to him. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm thinking, um, oh, shit. I'm thinking their tight end that they had in, sorry, not Wes Welker. Julius um, Thomas? The tight, no, the tight end they had, they would, they would, he was a fullback converted to a tight end in Indianapolis when Manning was still out there. Um. He's kind of he's kind of he was the first one to do what they're doing now with tight ends, using oh, him as a shit. fullback and as a tight end. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, something Dallas forty number forty four. I can't remember his, his oh, name. Oh, Dallas off the top Clark. Of my head. Dallas Clark. Thank you. That's what I was thinking of. Not Wes Welker. Gotcha. So, forget what I was going to say. Oh, but oh, what I was going to say also. Well, you know, there's been comparisons between former NFL players who are now talking, you know, sports talking heads, sports reporters. Between him and Terrell Owens talking about uh, Beckham, and they're not favorable. They're talking about Terrell Owens in as far as attitude, as far as selfishness, um, as far as temperament, as far as mood swings. I mean, you know, Terrell Owens went from shitting over Donovan Donovan McNabb to crying in a press conference talking about this my quarterback about Tony Tony Romo like. Really? Dude, seriously, take a Prozac and chill the fuck out. You think at this point, T.O. would be at every rookie symposium giving a speech about keep your attitude in check because that's who you are after you stop playing. Well, I mean, you brought up Des Bryant. Des Bryant, it comes out uh, late last week, maybe this weekend, that Jerry Jones has pulled his best Jimmy Johnson and just turned a blind eye to the fact that Des Bryant has missed over 30 team meetings in the last two seasons. Jesus Christ, man. So basically, he just doesn't show up unless his time. Oh, and. Glad I dropped his ass. Double digits worth of practices as well. So not only meetings, but. Yes, I know, practice. We're talking about practice, but practices and. 
Well, I, I think you can argue that he's not playing up to his full potential. Say, hey, has this been over the last two years when he's played like shit? Yes, it has. Shocking. What, you mean well, you missing practice, practice and meetings might, might affect your ability to play the game? No way. You play the way you practice. That's exactly what Shannon Sharp said about it. Well, Those exact same words. So, And, I mean, the Marines used to have, well, I'm, I'm sure they still use this saying, uh, the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war. Oh, yeah. So, um, I just think it's it's funny. I think it's, uh, it's I, I do know that this new rule with if you get two unsportsmanlike, you get bounced out of the game. Um, something I hadn't thought about was the fact that once he got that first one, he had to play with in the back of his mind, don't get a second one. And that might have, you know, fucked with him. I mean, he's already, he's proven to be not a rock mentally when it comes to getting fucked with on the field, let's be honest. I mean, anyone you can throw off their game by talking some shit to him and giving him a shove here or there, I mean, that's ridiculous, man. And the, and here's the thing. He should have known, unless he lives in his little bubble world, that the entire NFL watched him get into a fucking, you know, Street Fighter Two fight with a goddamn kicking net and lose and cry on the sidelines like a bitch with a fucking bum knee on it, you know, skinned her knee off and fell off her big wheel. And they had, he had to know they're, they're going to be gunning for me. I better be on my best behavior. And the, the fact that he wasn't and the fact that he didn't give a shit and the fact that he had another meltdown, I think that tells you all you need to know about him. I think, uh, I think he's a one one handed one catch wonder is what I'm uh, is what I'm starting to think. Yeah. Who can't I mean, stay who can't stay healthy? If you look at the history of, of sports guys who have mental blocks, not necessarily meltdowns like this, but look at guys like Zach Grinky. Zach Grinky, when he was with Kansas City, had such bad anxiety. He didn't pitch for better part of two seasons through extensive therapy came back in at least for a couple of years was in the talks of one of the best pitchers in the in the entire MLB but he is the exception that proves the rule most of the time once you lose it it's gone I mean it's like if you out there playing scared if you're scared to get hurt or hurt someone you're not going to be playing at your full potential and I mean I can only equate it I've you know I never played you know, I played organized sports, but it, it was not high level whatsoever. Um, you know, I never played for state championships or anything like that. The only thing I can equate it to is being on stage. And if you're on stage playing and you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to mess up, then and you're, you're gonna, going to eventually mess up. Yeah. No, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. It's a former you can think yourself into a, into a, into a case of, of bad, the, you know, the bad, oh, fucks. You psych yourself so, out. Absolutely. Is so it yeah, so if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I love that movie, I was like, "Wait a minute, that's a legit point because it's the goddamn truth." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're talking about fucking, but I'm talking about in just general. Yeah, but, um, talk about it right now. Well, I can't really sit here and talk about Odell because he's not really a good receiver, dude. He really ain't. He ain't even the best receiver on the team. Well, who is he's at this point? Bruce. Just because Odell Beckham can do a backflip and catch a football doesn't make him a good receiver. He can't run a route to save his life. But it seems yep. Cruz hasn't been what he's been since, what was it, uh, 2012? He got injured. 
Yeah. Give him a minute. A minute? It's been four years. Give the man a minute. It's almost, half, just a, like- almost half a decade. How much, much more of a minute does he need? <laughs> That's a hell of a minute. <laughs> It's like Britney Spears' 15 minutes of fame. She's been on 1459 for a good decade now. <laughs> um, uh, but you guys brought up a good point a few minutes ago about, okay, Julio Jones. He's not a fucking look-at-me, look-at-me guy. Nope. And He was a little samba dance. Even, I mean, if you do that in the end zone, that's almost obligatory now. Yeah, I know, right? Like, like, I think it'd be considered far more abnormal to do the Barry Sanders flip to the, to the ref and then run back to the, to the sideline. I think they'd be like, what is he okay? Is he hurt? Why did he <laughs> yeah. run back to the sideline? Oh, bastard um, never celebrated a damn run in his life. But I mean, you know, Earl, you know, this Chris, you know, this, you know, Earl from, from playing sports, Chris, me and you from playing music, you can, you can take certain people that will make, the layman, the, you know, the layman and women out there, the people who just who, who, do, who don't play or have never played, and and they'll they'll act like playing that one note or running that route crisp is akin to like brain surgery. <laughs> you know, as Bernie Mac would say, they put a hundred on ten. You know, they, they 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 get up there and they play an E chord. And they make you think that they just fucking played, you know, like eruption for the first time <laughs> in the history of anything, you know, or, you know, you get a guy who makes it, makes it, makes a, a routine catch, but he's going to put some flair on it. It's that coddled you know, generation, man. It's, it's, it's a, sorry, it's one podcast bleeding into another, but it's, it's the truth, man. It's, a, it's the age all these guys are now. They're from that generation and then when you throw in the coddling that when you're good at sports that you already get it's a recipe for fucking what we got now just fucking shit shows all over the place chris i'm gonna be with you on this even when i was coaching man uh even linemen though like you you talk about receivers and all that but even linemen you know they get upset and they come over and they're almost crying what are you doing what's wrong well he pushed me you've got to be shitting me (laughs) You have pads on because you're going to get hit by another human being. I literally, no kidding, real quick story is, I literally had to take a defensive tackle, pair him with another defensive tackle, and have him headbutt him to make sure. No, just so he made sure this is going to happen in the game. Are you okay? Wow. Did you quit the next day? No, but he didn't play very much. I mean, he just he didn't want to get hit. There's a conversation I had with my, my parents earlier today talking about people who want to raise because they show up on time every day. No, you're supposed to do that. <laughs> you you fulfilled the least of your fucking responsibilities. That does not deserve a raise. Like, I'd have made him run like some Oklahoma drills, one-on-one Oklahoma. I was like, okay, you you scared to get hit? Are you going to gonna cry or take it personally when someone fucking does their job when they're across from you? That's their job is to get past you if you're an offensive lineman. If you're a def- if you're a defensive lineman, their job is to stop you from getting past them. So guess what? Now I'm gonna fucking put you one on one in the circle and watch the whole team, and I'm gonna put the pressure on you. And if you wilt like the little fucking delicate flower you are, guess what? Team needs water, boy. Next week you're filling in for the tackling dummy all five I days. Mean, now I mean I understand that you, especially public schools, you can't really do that that much. 
And even the private schools, like, you know, I have a buddy who, who played hockey for Catholic Central here in Michigan, and for people not here, it's, it's, it's a pretty well-known in the area school for, for hockey. And it's, you know, obviously Catholic Central, it's a private school. Um, and even then, they were kind of, eh, because parents would be like, don't, all the money I've spent on my kid, and all the money I spend to send my kid to this school, you better not fuck with my kid, is really when they got to college that they started getting treated a uh, little how more the world rough. Treat you? Well, I, I, you can't even you can't even really say how the world treats you because I mean, look at once oh, again yeah, we talked about yeah. we talked about it in hard knocks. You know, the the rookies coming in and the coach going, "T rookies, you're 22, 23, and you're going to get upset if someone yells at you." Well, fuck it, I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to use some harsh words because I like my job and I'm not going to lose it because you don't listen to me. And I'm like, what? 22-23? I was hearing that at 13-14, man. <laughs> I was hearing that in my first job answering phones at a pizza place when I was fucking 15. I'm talking about playing sports. And these are, like, Little League. Like, I had, I, I, my coach had no problem telling you you sucked. None whatsoever. And, I mean, he didn't give a shit if someone's parents got upset. Oh, well. First thing no, he no, say is. You can't do that now. You know, you got to. Got to take their hand. Everybody deserves a trophy. No, I, I, once again, we're talking. That's why I love that uh, James Harrison shit. Uh, what was it last year? His rant about participation trophies. How his kids fucking bring him home and he throws them out, or yeah. he doesn't allow them in the house or some shit. He's like, you didn't earn that. You didn't do shit to get that trophy. And, and everyone it, thought he was honest. mean. I was like, no, that's fucking great, and we need way more parents like him. Let's be honest, James Harrison. If you're his kid, you ain't arguing with him. No, <laughs> you're not going. Fuck you, Dad. Dad'll fucking spear you and break you in half. Forget where he's at and shit. Think he's a practice. Look, he snapped his body in half. Have, have flashbacks when he was with the Bengals for a second, and pissed off that he made that mistake signing with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Speaking man, of, there's another receiver that nobody talks about. Who's that? AJ Green. Yeah, he's he's having a year. Well, thanks to him, I lost the game. <laughs> I picked against him, and he carried the freaking team on his back this week. Well, we'll get to the picks. Can we try? We can try to save that towards the end. Um, should we talk about <laughs> your theory about where Les Miles is going to go? Yeah, that's. I like that. I really like your idea. I hope your idea happens there. I do too. Earl, <laughs> Earl has a theory that Les Miles is going to end up in uh, East Lansing, Michigan. Or well, I mean, it's not Indiana. Really, right, it's not really a theory. I mean, why wouldn't he be in one of those two places? Seriously. I would love to see in-state him versus Jim. I'd fucking, I'd be down. That'd be, that'd be a hell of an in-state rivalry to have, quite honestly. And I think it'd be good for everybody. Well, Rich brings up a good point that Mike D is huge and, and the second coming in Michigan State, you know. But you were ranked in the top ten at the start of the season, and you're one in three. Yo. Hey, man, it's October, and your season's over. Like, right. Let, let's not mince words here. It is the first weekend of October, and your season is over. Unless there is a, like, someone shits the bed, like, in magnificent historical proportions. I mean, and it'd have to be massive shitting the beds, like, many of them. I mean, well, playoffs are done, and yes, mathematically, they could still win the Big Ten, but if your boy in Ann Arbor keeps going, that shit ain't happening. I mean, okay, looking at D'Antonio's record at State, 
2007, he went seven and six. Uh, and he went nine and four next year. Six and seven, which was so far, has been his worst season. Um, I mean, you know, if you look at the rest of them, 11 and two, 11 and three, you had a seven and six in 2012. Uh, he still won his bowl game, uh, 13 and one in 2013, 11 and two, 12 and two. I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, overall record is, you know, 89 and 35. Les Miles I, went 114 and 34 at LSU and got fired in the second week. I'm thinking, I, I mean, I hear you. Don't get me wrong. I hear you. However, I'm just saying, unless Les Miles has, who's a Michigan man, don't, don't forget that. I mean, he, he went to, he went to Michigan. He's, you know, that's oh, that would that would chap some people's ass in Ann Arbor. Like unless unless he's got a like something against Michigan for them hiring Harbaugh, even though they've made overtures to him, hey, why don't you come out here? You know, come back home. And he was like, no, I'm at LSU. Thanks, but no thanks. So if he's pissed off, he's got no one to be pissed off at but himself. That's my opinion. Um, I mean, I just I don't know why would he go to. The rival. I mean, that'd be essentially him going. The only the only place worse he could go would be Ohio State, as you know, as a Michigan alum. I mean, it's bad enough if he goes to Notre Dame. Well, Notre what's Dame, he supposed Michigan. to do, though, Rich? I mean, if Notre Dame is open, like like I said when 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 we were you know batting around this off air, Notre Dame's a more prestigious job. It's got the history that Michigan State just it just doesn't have. But I mean, if you turn MSU into a fucking perennial powerhouse, then you're a fucking legend. That's true. See, I just think this is yeah. just me. This is just me. I know a lot of Sparties. I know a lot of MSU fans. And they think D'Antonio is the one that's turned them in. They think they are are, all, are already a perennial powerhouse. And they think D'Antonio is the one that did it. But I think less, you know, less gets you to the status of a Michigan to an order dame. To Les Miles becomes that one word name coach on MSU's campus. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say this: if he does go to MSU, that athletic director and that football program and that school better sell that just perfectly to the fan base. Because if they don't, they can end up with a situation where the minute Les Miles stumbles, if he stumbles, the fans are calling for the for blood and they want his head. God forbid he gets in there and pulls Rich Rod, because it, especially if they if they let D'Antonio go four less miles and he comes in and doesn't even get a fucking five hundred record and and make a make a bowl. Yeah, but they're That's, not letting him go four less miles. They're letting him go for their season being over in the first weekend of October. They're letting him go four less miles. Let's be honest here, dude. Let's. I mean, come on. We he, they can they can pretty it up any way they want. I but would say was, and not not because of I would say and if it was if it was if it was Brady Hoke who was looking for a job right now I don't think fucking D'Antonio would have to look over, worry about looking over his yeah. shoulder. No, Rich, I think I there's just, something to your theory. It's like it's like a twenty year ver- a version of your wife that looks like she did twenty years ago has now come along. Hey, how's it going? That's what I, think. I mean, here's I think that's what that would kind of be like. Here's right, the, here's the thing. If if I'm if I'm if I'm D'Antonio, I'm looking at this just like when you're in that relationship with the chick who all of a sudden 
is, is going having girls nights out and is eating healthy and working out and she, she's going and getting her hair done and you've been with her for you know double digits worth of years and she hasn't done this shit since you know the honeymoon and the varnish wore off two years into the 10-year relationship uh I, I look for every red flag i can find because i think right now his stock is fairly still fairly high here, as, as state fans, they're going to be pissed if he loses to Michigan. That's just all there is to it. I think if he loses to Michigan, that's then we're talking. Hey, man, if he gets another L, check his stock price. I bet you it, it will not be as high as you think it is today. I'm just saying, if he loses to Michigan, and he loses big to Michigan, not a heartbreaker, not the reverse of what happened last season. I'm talking big to Michigan. I think... His name is is pretty much due due around these parts uh, until either they let him go or, or he comes back and, and with a fucking just wonderful season again. But I mean, how I, do we know his stock going... is his stock isn't going to drop nationally over one season? His but it's stock not what drop here. Rich. Listen to me, it, but it, it 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 is, dude. His worst season is six and seven back in two thousand nine. Okay, what's his best season? Thirteen and one. Okay, and he won. And by the way, he won the Rose Bowl. And how many national championships in ten years? The same as Bo. None. Not a. Okay, and in that same amount of years, how many championships has Les Miles won? One. Okay, I got you. I'm just saying, nationally, D'Antonio's stock isn't going to drop as quick as it's going to drop here in Michigan. State fans are going to be pissed because one, this isn't. They have gotten used to eating steak. And now they're being told to go back to McDonald's this season. And we're like, get the fuck out of here, all right? Kobe beef, all right? Bring that shit. Medium. I mean, on top of that, the worst thing for state fans is when Michigan does well. I mean, let's be honest. Is it John L. L. Smith years? It was a humbling weekend. (laughs) (laughs) When John L. Smith was their coach, when Nick Saban was their coach, and they weren't winning shit. You guys would have a, a, a horrible season by anybody's in the Big Ten standards. And if you beat Michigan, you were burning couches and, and having many riots in, in East Lansing. I hate those. That was just how it was. By the way. But continue. What, the couch burnings? Well, yeah, no, the, yeah, yeah that, the, the, the tarred fans. But, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm giving him too much credit as far as, you know, how much job security he has in, in here at MSU? I just know that if you go by anything the fans say, I mean, well, they don't. How do we know <laughs> D'Antonio isn't going? Hey, I lost you jobs open. Uh, maybe I'll just uh, shoot him down the resume just for uh, shit cakes and ribbons. Well, I mean, if you really want to get down into the you know conspiracy theory, okay, we pretty much know Caldwell's gone at the end of the fucking season. <laughs> Peace. Unless you win okay. out later, Jim, just and add you to the ranks. Another if MS if MSU cuts D'Antonio loose, you don't think Mayhew, oh, if Mayhew boy. still has a job, wouldn't fucking hire D'Antonio in a heartbeat? Hey, why don't you just move about thirty miles southeast down here to Allen Park from East Lansing? Mayhew, well, it's more like sixty miles. Mayhew don't work for the Lions no more, does he? I thought they who's cut, the fucking I thought they cut Mayhew, or not loose Mayhew. a couple not years Mayhew. ago. Not Mayhew. Uh, the, the dude they brought over from the Patriots. Fuck, I forget his name. Uh, the new general manager. 
Anyways, you know what I'm saying? Well, he said, well, hey, just come 60 miles southeast and, uh, you know, we'll go ahead. And, the Spartans have looked better than the Lions have the last 10 years. Don't have to worry about recruiting, you know. Bob Quinn, by the way. Okay. Les Miles could move into MSU, you know, which, hey, look, if, if you look back at the 10-year war between OSU and MSU, or not MSU, Michigan, it was, you know, Bo came from Woody's coaching tree, and Bo was an Ohio guy. So it's not unheard of for it to happen, and it, you know that might it might start. You know, so you're talking about D'Antonio moving to the Lions, and then Les Miles moving to the Spartans. If we're putting on our we're putting on our uh, somewhere our, tin, our tinfoil, uh, some Michigan helper. State yeah, fan just came. I mean, it, the state fans would love it because. Well, I mean, I'm sure you'd have hardcore state fans that go fuck him. He's a Michigan man. Don't want him here. But if he wins. That puts all that to rest. But the state fans would love it because they'd go, ha-ha, we got the, we got the guy you wanted before wish. Harbaugh. We got the guy that you tried to get away from his job before you even talked about Harbaugh. It'd be a coup. It'd be a coup. So, and Pete Carroll proves know, nobody cares if you win, whether it's at USC or up in Seattle. Everyone will look, everyone will look the other way about your past if you win, no matter what, no matter what's in it. I'm just saying, I'd be stunned to see him somewhere other than those two schools. Now, having talked for the last 15, 20 minutes about all that, I honestly think if I was a betting man, I'd put my money on on him going to Notre Dame over MSU. That's just me. I think one, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold. That MSU's going to get rid of uh, uh, D'Antonio. Um, if he doesn't clean up his act, dude, he's gone. I'm telling you. Okay. I mean, dude, in the in the middle of right in the middle of his ten year run, he had a seven and six season, and lost to Michigan that year, and came back with a, with a thirteen one season next year. I mean, one season out of out of every five seasons, you have a you have a season you barely crack five hundred. I think most programs that aren't elite would take that. And I hate to say MSU is not elite. It doesn't matter what the fans think. It, you're just not elite. I'm with you there. You got to win some national championships, and you can be in the conversation. As much of a state fan as I am, I'm not stupid. Or at least get to it. Yeah. At least I mean, get I'll there. Go at least so, play for it. I'll even go so far as to say Michigan hasn't been elite in a long time. And after 97, Michigan, Michigan was just elite because of their reputation and their history. And once Lloyd Carr left, that was the end of them even being in the conversation about their elite program. Last time. They're, they're not even talked about as a football factor anymore. Michigan was elite. And that used to be something they were known for. Tom played for him. Tom. Yeah. Oh, he's coming back on Sunday. And, oh, well, well, way to not show up, New England. Like, do you think Belichick was just in the, hey, the we, we won three. It's, it, it's a wash from here. Doesn't matter. I'm wondering if Belichick listened to our podcast somehow or got wind of it. Got his, his head got big, and he was like, well, fuck it. I still got some of his jizz, you know, in the cracks of my fucking ears, you know, from last week. And then they we go do. out, and they just lay a goddamn goose egg. Sorry, I'm, st- I'm still going to ride it. I'm still going to ride it. It's all part of Belichick's plan. <laughs> he, needed it. 
No, no, no. He needed an excuse to bring Tom Brady back. He needed people to see. Without Tom Brady, they can't even score a touchdown. You know who was watching that game last weekend and shit in their pants more so than anybody? The fucking Browns. Because <laughs> they're right? the only winless team in the fucking NFL. Gonna, and they get Brady coming back. Keep it, yeah. And the Pats awful, awful loss. So, I mean, you know Brady's going to be, you know, be out for blood wanting to just fucking shove it down the commissioner's throat. And, Touchdown you know, Tom. Belichick is going to want to fucking eat the Browns for breakfast. <laughs> it's true. Last place he coached. Not that I don't even think he even cares about that. I mean, honestly, I think he's like, fuck, I barely remember Cleveland. He didn't carry over into Baltimore, right? I don't believe so, no. I don't think so either. I do recall his bio just having Cleveland and New England on it as far as head coaching gigs. But, man, uh, but, you know, Rex, man, Rex always Rex always finds a way, we'll say maybe, was it like eight times out of ten to beat Belichick? Like, do they just, uh, is he in his head? Does he just, uh, do they have the same style of coaching or play? Like, what do you think the deal is there? No, I just think, it, like I said, I think it was Bill's uh, masterful plan. Take this loss. No way, man. Show that we, fucking show we needed time. No way, because Rex can always, even with the Jets, you know, and they beat him when they counted a lot, too. No, master plan. Master plan. <laughs> Go with that. Master plan. That's, a, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard you say recently, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it totally destroys our argument of it, it's the system, because what's his name? Whatever, brisket or whatever, what, not, not, not going to work here anymore? That Dude. He looked awful, and it just it's going to show. Nope, it's Tom Brady. It's not the system. It's Tom. Because <laughs> well, uh, the Bills what? ain't nothing special this year, and they the Patriots made him look like <coughs> something special. Yeah, but Rex also knows he put himself on the hot seat with the media up there in Buffalo earlier in the earlier in the season. After really after that Jets loss. And really, kind of, he, 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 he was definitely warming his feet by the fucking fire of the hot seat before that Jets game, that Monday night football game. And, yeah, that's, that's one of his go-to moves, kind of to buy himself more time sometimes. However, he knew he, he better pull something out of his ass. Because I, I think if he'd have went back up to Buffalo and they'd have, and, 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 and He'd have had to explain to the media in Buffalo why they lost New England with no Brady. And, I mean, just let's, let's be honest. Who were they? I'm going to be honest with you. I fucked up. I ended up not watching hardly any football on Sunday. Who the fuck did they start? Uh, this, that? Yeah, the third string guy. Yeah, it, Exactly. Kind of a joke, but at the same time, not really. Once again, who'd they start? But he looked like he looked good last week, but this week, not so much. That defense ate those guys up. Oh. See, and that's what I'm trying to say here. The first week, they beat the Cardinals. Second week, they beat the Dolphins. Third week, they blank Texans. It was a 27-0 victory over Texas. And then all of a sudden they get to Buffalo and just whiff. 
<laughs> when Brady happens to be coming back the next week, this is a Belichick plan, my friend. Just just throwing your stick into it. You know, it's kind of like when I watched uh, America's Game. You ever seen those, Chris Earl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it was about uh, uh, when the Colts won the Super Bowl, and Jeff Saturday went back in at halftime or before the game started. He was like, you know, I just watched Gladiator. He was like, this is our time. This is our time. And then they, you know, opening kickoff happens, and <laughs> Manning's like. I got to give it up to Jeff. He stuck with that. This is our time a lot longer than I would have. I'd have thrown that out the window. <laughs> Dude, you are, you are doing your best Jeff Saturday right now, Earl. I'm just saying, if you danced any harder, we'd have to have the Dancing with the Stars. People give you a fucking score. I can't think that it's anything other than his plan. Okay. And yeah, even Gronk was in. Wouldn't like Gronk sat this one out. Yeah, but it's Gronk. I mean, what are the odds that, you know, three wins in a row? He needs fucking- two of them. He's gonna he's gonna uh <laughs> maybe partied a little much <laughs> and figured yeah. oh my grunkness will get me through this game. Yeah. Oh it's only the Bills. Uh, and that's, that's a better way to say that they need Tom Brady than to blank in Buffalo. Uh, you can blank to like uh Cleveland. You, there's no better way to reintroduce Tom to the offense. When he comes right. back, people are gonna be like, Oh like Rich. Oh, the Cleveland Browns were shitting their pants. Oh, it's gonna be a big thing. Tom's coming back. It's not. It's yes, it is, dude. Dude, have you seen the fucking media? Have you seen the media campaign, Tom Brady? Tom Brady made sure he kept his face in the media on the sideline at Michigan games, uh, getting pictures of him and Giselle taken, and and Giselle in a fucking two-piece string bikini. Really, these things. Come on, now, dude. He is a cult of personality, in the truest sense of the term, as a sports person. He knows what he was doing to keep himself in the in the spotlight, and he was doing it. Okay. And you don't think for a second that Bill played into that a little bit and just blanked in Buffalo? It's one game. What are they going to do? I just don't think Bill Belichick plays like that. I don't think. I don't think he he may he may take risk in the game. You got to think now they're owned by the Crafts, who are highly invested in Tom Brady as they are in Bill Belichick. I understand, but. Just because their name is Kraft doesn't mean they're crafty. No, but if they call down and say, hey, shut it down for a game, what's Bill going to do? Uh, that's some real tinfoil hat wearing shit right there, dude. Man, well, I got my hat on. Just saying. Let's get him on a regimented Saturdays here on ChristopherMedia.net and iTunes. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you went down the rabbit hole farther, and I'm willing to follow on that one. Rich, they... <laughs> they blanked at the Texans, dude. They blanked them. Nothing. They got nothing. They followed that with the next week of getting nothing by themselves. To a oh, shit so you're team. Me, okay, so it's like you're telling me that when, when you have a team that goes 15-1, they purposely threw the one game? It's not that they purposely threw the one game, but they didn't play their starters in the last game. I'll guarantee it. They're saving them for the fucking playoffs. Oh, I'm not talking about that type shit. I'm talking about a coach like Dicka. In 86, who is still to this day pissed off about that loss and blames it on the fucking refs. Belichick isn't dick as far as personality, but I believe he wants to win. And he's he hates losing more than he loves winning just as much as Dicka. I believe that with all I of my heart. I agree with you. I completely agree with you. But when it's not his call, 
when somebody says we need a reason to bring Tom back, stop killing people. But he was coming back. Yeah, but it has to be a big ordeal. It has to be Rich being on the show going, Browns are going to shit themselves. Brady's coming back. They were beating people with their third string, bro. 27 nothing. The Browns were shitting themselves when they fucking got their schedule, and they said, fuck, we were hoping we'd miss Brady. And we get him we had a week coming back from his suspension. Hooray. We yeah, we had a 25% chance that we would miss him. Shit. And then they remembered they were the Browns, and if they had a 25%, if, if the NFL had a draft lottery and they had a 25% chance to get the first pick, they'd get the last pick they possibly could because they're the fucking Browns. Come on, man. I'm just, I, dude, I, all right, all right. I mean, it, you explain it, my friend. For three weeks, they play outside their mind with second and third stringers. No Gronk, no this, no that. And then all of a sudden, they get to Buffalo a week before Tom Brady gets there, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing? Yeah, and I don't put that on <laughs> fucking double check. I put that on the fucking players for getting lax, thinking, oh, it's going to be an easy game. We got our fucking starters. We got the guys that we didn't have when we were winning. So this is... Dude, it's no... Look at... Look at okay, how long has it been since... What was it? 2007? When Michigan lost to Appalachian State week one? And it's it's been a decade, dude. And it just come out over the summer that that team was looking at that first game as such a joke that half the team was out at the fucking bar partying the night before. And we're so hungover, they were fucking puking in the fucking locker room. Not from nerves, for playing Appalachian State, because they were so fucking hungover. And even if even the guys that didn't party like that were taking that, that game as a fucking joke. It happens. I mean, I just, I can't picture a fucking NFL coach going, all right, fuck it, uh, the owner said tank the game, let's do it. I just can't picture it, dude. I, I can't. So you're just chalking it up to coincidence, then? Chalking it up to a fucking overconfident team that thought they were going to go in there and have a cakewalk. And Rex Ryan, knowing he's playing for his fight or he's coaching for his job because he put his ass on the hot seat to buy his ass a couple extra weeks. Dude, after that, after that Monday Night Football game against the Jets, they were talking about fucking getting rid of him. That's why he put his own ass on the hot seat. He's coached in New York City, the biggest pressure cooker in the NFL. As far so as the NFL powerhouse comes in, the NFL powerhouse, there, there's not another one. They are the powerhouse comes in. You blank them, go score two touchdowns and, and it's all coincidence. Brady's coming back next week and you're on the hot seat. All of this is coincidence. What do you want me to say? Yeah, dude. Okay. That's it's all. not, it's, it's not coincidence. It's the fact that fucking you have a coach, Rex Ryan, who knows this is his opportunity to buy him a little, buy himself a little bit more breathing room, and he throws everything but the kitchen fucking sink at him. And Rex Ryan is a player's coach. The players love playing for him. So if he said, we're going to win this game, I don't give a fuck if you got to leave an arm, a leg, or your fucking prostate on the fucking field. Win me this game. I think he's the type of, of coach who can inspire players to do what they did. And I think the Patriots were fucking caught back on their heels a little bit because they were like, oh, it's going to be a little bit easier than they than, than they thought it was. I mean, dude, what you're talking literally 
a conspiracy that comes from Robert Kraft to Bill Belichick to 53 players on the field, not including all the all the assistant coaches, special teams coaches. That's spreading everybody a lot of money else. around. Nah, I mean, I, I, I got to I gotta think that there's, this is not all coincidence. Okay. My bad, man. I can't. I, I mean, can't do it. Ultimately, here's the thing. Until somebody is either dead broke from this team, from this team this year, and gets a book deal, we'll never really know. Because <laughs> no one's going to come out and say that shit while they're still on the team. And no one's going to come out and say that shit while they're still trying to have a career. So we're looking at least 10, 15 years down the road before we find out. And at that point, this game is going to be fucking forgotten. Unless for some ungodly reason, this game is the start of a downward spiral for the Patriots this season. This game's going to just... its People aren't even going to fucking remember it. Vince Wilfork's going to get have to get down to a scant, you know, under 200 pounds before, you know, that book starts getting written. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, and believe me, people will remember this game for ages because it will be they got blanked before Tom Brady returned and he came back and rode him to the promised land. That was the whole point. Or the game that will be remembered for the ages is Tom Brady comes back and they get blanked again. I want to see that game. First, is it, do, you, do you have to shout it when you're not on the internet? Like, you know, <laughs> in case it happens? No, that's only in the comment <laughs> sections. <laughs> uh, we call so, it first. Right, so what, what other, what other uh, games were conspiracies this week? Oh, I I'm, mean, not talking I'm talking that was that's not a conspiracy. That's just what happened. You're sitting there arguing the glass is half full or empty. I'm telling you there's fucking liquid in it. Drink it. We'll refill it. That's what happened. Well, okay, all right, all right, well, we all right. Talk- well, we've we've between last week and this week, Bill Belichick's nuts are fucking squeaky, <laughs> fucking clean. So <laughs> yeah. let's raise up off him for a second. I get some more semen on me. Uh, let's 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 talk about the about- Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are four and zero. Exactly. That my mind is exploding. Has that happened in our lifetime? Uh, maybe no. Night what was it? Ninety eight. The year Morton Anderson. Fucked up the kick. December Gary Anderson. Uh, Gary Anderson. Excuse Morton Anderson. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, what was that? 98, I think that was. That was like, they went, what, 15 and 1, 14 and 2, something like that? According to NFL lore, one of the best teams to not win the Super Bowl. Hmm. All of a sudden, the Bills are a 500 team. <laughs> and who the fuck is the LA Rams? I know, right? right? Seriously. I, dude, I don't even think they know. I think they're just. They're like, shh, no one say nothing. No one change your underwear. No one change your socks. <laughs> I know, right? Just put your head down and play and then get the hell out of here. Nobody will know. Whatever hooker you fucked in week one, you keep fucking through week 17. You don't, you, you know, <laughs> you don't change your lapping speed. You don't change your stroke. You go with every single thing exactly the same until we lose. And then you can, be a, then you can go be an asshole because we're not trying to rock this apple cart. Well, Jeff Fisher's got to be fucking rock hard, ready to puncture t- titanium out there. Man. <laughs> and I mean, I kind of feel, uh, I kind of feel sorry for fans of St. Louis because they yeah. lost their football team to a bunch of fair weather fucking fans. They're probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where was this when you were here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you're good. Yeah, when exactly. Fair weather fans. It's a fair weather team, dude. Dude, St. Louis fans were pretty. I've known some St. Louis fans that lived down there. We're pretty hardcore football fans, man. I mean, St. Louis fans are hardcore fans, period. Look at the Cardinals. 
Those are pretty much arguably the best baseball fans <laughs> in, in the world. I mean, you can put them up against fucking guys in Latin American countries. You can put them up against fans of teams in Japan. They're I thought you were about NFL for a minute. I was like, St. Louis Cardinals or Arizona Cardinals? <laughs> no, no, no. St. Louis Cardinals. Not Yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm just saying, the fan base, if you give them something to root for, they're knowledgeable, they're loyal. L.A. fans are L.A. fans. There's a reason that the Dodgers are known for people showing up in the third and leaving in the sixth. You're missing my my point. It's a fair-weather team. They keep coming and going. <laughs> well, the division makes more sense on paper now when you look at it. Now that's L.A., Seattle, San Francisco, and Phoenix all in the same league or division. Yeah. We still have the NFC East problem, though. <laughs> yeah, fuck Dallas. But no, man, I I don't even I Earl and I we talked about this last episode. I I don't even know where to begin with the Rams, man. After watching Hard Knocks, I could not have predicted this. Yeah, I watched that show. I I watched you know some of the things they said on ESPN. You know some of the preseason, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> These are not the same little fuckers that I saw bitching and mine, whining and, and partying on the hard knock shit. Dude, seriously, they're like they're like uh, the modern day version of the team from Major League. You know, these guys, they're not so fucking bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, who the fucking guys? <laughs> who the fuck are these guys? Yeah, they're not so fucking bad. You know? <laughs> I mean, hey, man, they're playing in that... Just fucked up old stadium for fans that I'm guessing for the most part, most of them fans, they'd have cheered any team that came back to L.A. It just so happened to be a team that was previously in L.A. at one point. Um, so, I mean, you know, hey, I, I, good for them. It's not like L.A. needs the boost, though. They're hey, not Detroit. I'm going to run through the standing here. I'm going to ask you guys some questions. All right, we're... Week four, we're a quarter of the way through, all right? If you are in Arizona, do you panic? It's one, you are one and three. Uh, yeah, you panic for a lot of reasons. You're losing Carson Palmer. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's retiring after this season. Uh, how about San Francisco? They have the same record. Uh, panic? I, Here, do you just go? I think, eh? hey, we yeah, got to win. I think San Francisco knew this was coming. When they lost Harbaugh, they knew that even though he had wore out his welcome in San Francisco, that it was not going to be a smooth transition, whoever took over. Carolina Panthers. Do you think they... Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't even get me going. Uh, this is an opportunity. Hey. They're one and three. Do you panic if you're in Charlotte, besides the fact that Hurricane Matthew's coming? Topical. They're already panicking, because they can't keep Cam Newton on the field. Yep. He, they, you know, he the concussion shit... He's off being tested for concussion, blah, blah, blah. On top of that, this Earl, this is before you were, you were uh, on the show. might have been one of our first shows. I, I, I said Super Bowl hangover. Even though they didn't win, I, I see a Super Bowl hangover for that team. I, something about Cam Newton, I, he, he seems like the type of leader for that team that Thinks well. Of course, we're fifteen and one, and we're in the Super Bowl. That's where I. It's where I deserve to be. And guys like that usually it takes them a couple seasons of getting kicked in the fucking nuts to realize that no, that's not how it works. 
It's not just handed to you. Well, and not just that, Rich. It's like I said last week. The flags are put away this year. Mm-hmm. So last year he couldn't be touched. Literally, could not. You could not touch Cam Newton. I don't care if he was running, passing, hand, handing off. I don't care what it was. If you touched that man, there was laundry all over the field. Mm-hmm. Okay, this year they're gone. Flags are gone, and everybody's touching him very, very hard. And you saw the result of it taken out of the game last week. Taken out of the game many weeks, man. Do the yeah, Bucks but, or Saints panic? The Bucks, the Buck. You can talk about the Buccaneers. Yeah. If you, as a Buccaneers fan, I panicked when they got rid of Lovey Smith after one year. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? What was that? What was the point of that? That's your, that's your, that's your fucking." Like, I had to look at the Bucks like the chick who like is with a loser, but she's a serial monogamist, so she ends up with a really smart guy who has proven his worth. And then she dumps him for another fucking loser. And it's like that was your that was your stopgap measure. <laughs> Lovey Smith was Lovey Smith was your to keep the bed warm. Really? Like I personally, I think I called it I think I called it in during the summer. I think I said I'd be shocked if they're five hundred. So as a fan, I'm not I'm not like oh shit, batting down the hatches. But I mean, if I am in that organization, if I'm the general manager, I'm like, fuck, what did I do? Top of that, they they got some really questionable contracts. So that's going to have to be dealt with. I mean, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, you got got muscle hamster who can't stay on the fucking field. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) That's my that's my fault. He, has he brought shit up, and then he literally got hit. <laughs> he literally got hurt. The I next brought it up on the podcast. It never happened. As far as that, Chris, the, that was a Skype conversation between Chris and Rich, apparently you now. Put it, you put it to the ether. That's what happened. The, uni- <laughs> the universe the, of the football gods heard that shit. I put the voodoo on it. <laughs> you need, are you telling me Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? Well, we need to get Joe Boo down there in Tampa Bay. So. Yeah. The Buccaneers are still rebuilding. There's nothing to panic about there. There's nothing to be excited about there yet. Exactly. As far as the Saints, no, I don't think you panic. I think this week they showed they're resilient. They're going to fight. You know, they got some work to do. Uh, You know, lost a pretty good tight end with Jimmy Graham. Still need, you know, a couple of people on defense, but uh, they're not going to panic. No, uh uh. They're going to be good. Uh, All right. uh, Detroit, Chicago. Ha. Well, how the hell, how in the actual fuck do you lose to Chicago Bears with Brian Hoyer as a quarterback? Wear a blue uniform with a silver line on it. That's that's how you do that. Oh, my God. Those guys don't need to win another fucking game as far as I'm concerned. And I th- could not believe that. This was another game, just like last week, where the score was not indicative to how close it wasn't. Like this, the, it was seventeen fourteen. It looked like the Lions were in it. No, they weren't in it. I don't think. No, I watched it. They were never in that game. Same with the Green Bay game. Green Bay game. It looks like it was competitive. No, they weren't in that fucking game either. Like, it's it's rebuilding twenty sixteen. Welcome, well, to, I mean, can, welcome to the shit we show. All, we all agree that Caldwell's done after this season. Oh, I hope so. Unless they win out. Unless that turns into a fucking. Fucking thirteen and three record. See you, Jim. I don't I just, see this I, team winning out. No, I mean that's 
Yeah, that's that's stuff for fucking Hollywood movies that shit like that happens. Um, I mean, so a realistic record, even put him at 500, I don't see him still having a fucking job. I just don't. I think, and once again, I mean, we could go for an hour on it, but I mean, it's just to throw the question out there, because it's never too early to start here in Detroit with the Lions with this question, who the fuck do they get to replace him? Anybody. Mark D'Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> Call back right there. I mean, honestly, I, you're not getting, you know, I, and you're. Less miles. Again, Do it too. Once again, if you're not here from Detroit, you don't hear what we hear every fucking week on Sports Talk when it comes time for, okay, so Caldwell's days are numbered. Who are we going to get? For the last decade almost, these names have come up constantly. Gruden. That's not happening. Gruden's not leaving Monday Night Football. Cower. Cower's not happening. He's happy being a fucking analyst. He's happy having a, a family and a home life. He's done. All right? Who else do you got? You know, I was joking when I said Les Miles. I really was, but it would. I, I like the idea. Think of the last big firing in college football. It was USC, right, with Carroll? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then he went to Seattle Seahawks, right? What happened the next year? He won the Super Bowl. He didn't win the Super Bowl. He was in the Super Bowl. No, he, they won it. They won it. They won it the first time he went. Well, they lost it the second time he went. No, mm-hmm. his first year as a coach, he didn't go. Did he? Yeah. No, he was there for a couple years before they went. I have to research this. Yeah, we have the, we have the ultimate argument stopper, the internet. <laughs> Wasn't in the crease. He started in Seattle in 2010, and he won in 2014. Okay. So get less miles in three, four years. We'll be in the Super Bowl and winning. <laughs> there you go. I have a Super Bowl by 2020. <laughs> well, now, okay, so we went through the who's panicking. Well, let's let's do a little little bit different thing here. That's just the energy. Who's, who's for real? You think the Raiders are for real this season? Actually, they are. Amari Cooper, give it up, dude. Talk about people that don't get any cred. Dude, uh, they are under the radar, under the, the the consciousness of the casual football fan, just slowly building a, 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 the foundation of a, of a good season. And I, I'm, I'm with you, Earl. I, I think they're for real. And I think, the the only, I think the only reason they're not being talked about more it's because Al Davis is dead. If Al Davis was still alive, he was such a a, a, a showman, and he and and he knew he he's like the Jerry Jones in the AFC. Like he knows what to do to get attention. He knew he knew what to do to get attention to his football team. I think with that not there, that's allowing them to fly under the radar. And you know what? That might be a good place for him to fucking be until it's time for them to just come on out and flop their nuts out on the table and say, yep, check it out. This is what we've been carrying around all fucking season. Deal with it. Michael Crabtree's finally becoming the receiver he's supposed to have been for the last 10 years. I mean, they got a quarterback whose last name's Carr who doesn't suck. So, you know, I mean, I I, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's the, t- that's, that's the team I think that a lot of people are just – it's not that they're sleeping on them; they just forget about them for whatever reason. And it's not a it's not a disrespect thing. It's just oh shit, yeah, I forgot the fucking Raiders, that type of thing. Who huh? get who gets a loss this week? The Eagles, 
the Broncos or the Vikings? Man, <sighs> the Vikings well, are playing the Texans. I don't think Texans have what it takes to beat the Vikings. Well, they don't have J.J. Watt anymore. The Eagles are playing the Lions. <laughs> so, the, not That's the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Broncos are playing the Falcons. So, ooh. Ooh. Akeem Tlaib is not going to be able to take uh, Julio Jones, and that's who they're going to put on him. I'll guarantee it. Uh, but you know what? I think uh, uh, Matt Bryant. Uh, Matt Bryant, he's a goddamn kicker. Matt Ryan, <laughs> Matty Ice, I think he's got more experience than Brock. I, I think the Falcons might add that game out. But, I mean, Brock's been beating more experienced guys for four games, so... Yeah, you're right, but Matt Ryan also has to avoid the front eight of Denver. That's going to be a hell of a game. <laughs> yeah, it can be tricky. Well, I mean, we're kind of <laughs> whoops jumping ahead into our uh, into our picks in a, in a half ass way. Um, That's true. But what I was going to say is, you know, let's, we do have, even though we really kind of ignored it a lot this se- so far this season, do have uh, MLB playoffs starting. Hey, Tigers. Next coming out. See in wow. Fe- see in February. Dicks. Yeah. That was, uh, that was ugly, and I'm not exactly sure who the fuck is going to be coaching them or managing them next year, to be honest with you. Uh, that's just, yeah, that was an ugly way for them to go out, to not even score a run. I mean, talk about this is how the world ends, not with a bang, but with a whimper, you know. It was pretty fucking bad. But I mean, I know, I'm going to give them a little credit because they went on a five-game winning streak at the end there. But then they lost two in a row to, to lose out. Well, I mean, they had an 11-game losing streak in this season. And for them to finish as close as they did, I mean – I heard another local sports guy talking about this, and when he said this, he kind of put it in perspective. To have an 11-game losing streak, to not be able to even sniff a 500 record against a team that won the division, Cleveland, and to finish like they did, you know, it's it's bad, but it's like, well, if we're going to go out, at least we went out kind of like this way instead of... It's cold comfort, I guess. And I'm just like, well, here's the deal. This team, this isn't 2006. This isn't a team that's taken anyone by surprise and hasn't for quite a while. And this window for this team is slamming shut very quickly. And I don't know why the fuck they hired Awesomeness, a guy who had only had fucking experience managing the Israeli team for the World Baseball Classic. But, I mean, they hire him... They don't give him a bullpen. I'm not convinced he could fucking manage a bullpen properly, even if he had a proper bullpen and a decent bullpen. And they've made a bunch of questionable signings. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's no salary cap in, in, in baseball. There's a luxury tax. But how much is Illich going to keep throwing at this team? Granted, he wants a championship, but... I mean, they're one of the top payrolls in baseball, and it's been four years now since they went to the series, and the two times they went to the series, they were swept out of it. I think they missed their chance, actually. I do, too. I pretty much think this is over, and I think we're in for another 
I mean, I hate to say it like this because Word for Mike Illich, early aughts Tiger baseball. I, Mike Illich has been such a good sports owner here in Detroit with the Red Wings and the Tigers, especially, especially once the Randy Smith era was over with the Tigers, and he brought Dave Dombrowski in. Yeah, there was a misstep with bringing Trammell in, but ultimately it led to Leland coming in, which, I mean, say what you will, you know, I, I thought Leland at least legitimized them in the baseball community more so than someone like Alan Trammell did. And, and shit, I can't even remember half the managers they had. Buddy Bell and all that shit. Sparky but, Anderson. I'm talking post Sparky, dude. When yeah. Sparky retired, it was it was it was a fucking wasteland for about a decade there. Um, for sure, yeah, I definitely. Phil Garner, definitely think. Yeah, Phil Garner. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. I definitely think we're we're in for another at least five year rebuild, and maybe if you're if 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 they're really lucky, they'll catch lightning in a bottle, and it'll be a a season that'll be like, oh shit, you know, they could actually make the playoffs. And I mean, it's just it's what it is. So, so I mean, anyways, American well, League. Like, you got the the Sox. They made it. it well, the interesting thing about the, the, the Sox is they're playing Cleveland, who has Frank Kona, their former manager. The Sox made the series, and Tom's coming back. Oh, dude! <laughs> there's, I guarantee you, nine months from now, there's going to be a bunch of fucking Sox and Patriots fans, babies, fucking popping out, shitting out kids. They're all going to be named Tom or <laughs> Tom, David, a couple of Ortiz. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> we got the wild card in the American League. You have Blue Jays going up against the Orioles. And the teams in the have identical League, records. The National League, you have San Francisco going up against the Mets. Now, I would be lying through my teeth if I said I'm even comfortable with picking either of these wild card games because it is very much like a, I mean, it, it, it's, it's like a March madness game. It's one and done when they, when, when they instilled the new wild card, the second wild card team. Um, however, I will say this. Oh, that's what these games are. That's yeah. These this are one is, and done. Yeah. After 2009, when the tigers and the twins went to game one sixty three, that's when, uh, and and that game like drew the biggest ratings of the year oh, for MLB. Somewhere a marketing like, major popped a boner. Exactly. Next season, boom, here you go. You have playing the games. one game playoff, yeah. Uh I I'm just gonna say this. San Francisco has quietly became a fucking dynasty in baseball that no one really talks about. I mean, they've won three World Series since two thousand ten. I mean that's that's like that's fifty percent of the last six years. I mean, that's granted. It's not late nineties Yankees where they're consecutive, but the landscape of the game has changed since the late nineties when the Yankees did that. And I mean, it's the Yankees. Steinbrenner was throwing just ridiculous amounts of money to get those World Series too. And San Francisco hasn't done that. And I mean, the Mets. Eh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm picking San Francisco to, to beat the Mets in, that, in, a, in a National League wild card. I don't know. What do you guys got? Oh, yeah. I definitely think Bumgarner's going to win. I, I can't. That's why San Francisco's doing so well. They got the talent. 
you know, you could say money, and yeah, money buys talent, but without even paying a lot of money, without even knowing who they were, San Francisco got good because they had people with talent. Well, San Francisco is, and I hate to keep going back to them, but I, I would say the best-run sports franchise since 2001 has been the Patriots. And San Francisco reminds me of the Patriots in the, in the way of, if you don't produce in the postseason, see ya. You go. And before the Patriots, I think the best-run sports franchise was the Red Wings, and the Red Wings were the same way. If you don't produce in the postseason, you got to go. GTFO. Yep. That's where you make your money. We didn't bring you in to have career years for 82 games and to stink it up in playoffs. So, I mean, San Francisco, they had Lincecum in 2010. Where the fuck is he now? Nowhere to be seen. Wings did that with Hosa. Came here, had a great year. <laughs> Shit, a brick in the playoffs. Said, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they did it with Hoshik, too. Well, Hoshik retired on their ass one time. He was going to start that Dominator clothing line. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that went far. <laughs> but. So I, don't, I think the, got, Mets might, the Mets got kind of a chip on their shoulder, maybe from last year, or, uh, from the World Series. I don't know, man. Chris likes Bartolo Cologne. <laughs> Big fat bastard can throw a ball, though. He can throw a ball. <laughs> That's one of the things I love. But 2000, first game of the 2005 season. I'll take the season. Mets. I'll be the contrarian. Okay. Uh, first, just real quick, first game of the 2005 season. My uncle was up here from Tennessee, and uh, we were watching Sunday night, and the opening game was uh, uh, Red Sox and Yankees. And uh, uh, David Wells was pitching. And Uncle Turns looks at me and he goes, I thought you had to be in shape to be an athlete. <laughs> He's like, that fat motherfucker don't look that much more healthy than me. And I'm like, not to be a pitcher, man, especially in the American League. You don't even have to go up to, to, to hit. Shit, CC Sabathia is one, one two liter of, of Pepsi away from fucking looking for a, a, a you know. Diabetic shock. Yeah, exactly. Looking for an insulin fucking shot. Hey, make sure all his gum is sugarless. We don't need him passing out during the game. Well, and that's the problem with, with the Tigers, man. You just mentioned it. David Wells goes to – we traded him to fucking Yankees. He goes there, fucking beautiful pitcher. Awesome. Wins championships. Then what do we do with Max Scherzer? Seriously right now? Took him to the Nationals. Throws no hitters. Throws perfect games. I'm like, oh, hey. stop it. That was that was Scherzer. Scherzer was not staying in Detroit because Detroit wasn't going to pay him what he wanted. Scherzer bet on himself and won. And he had the season he had in Detroit, and he signed the free agent contract he wanted. Now, the bitch of it, if you really want to get down to it, is they turned around and signed, uh, oh, shit. I can't remember his name. Hold on a sec. I'm drawing a complete blank. Someone who ain't even here anymore. <laughs> oh, was it Price? No, not for, no. Price wasn't going to stay either. Price hated Detroit. Um, hold on a sec. God damn it. He's a pitcher. Uh, Zimmerman. They turned around and signed Zimmerman, and it's like, okay, well, why couldn't you have at least put the offer out and put that money out to, to Scherzer? But uh, like I said, ultimately, Scherzer didn't want to be here. He wanted to be the undisputed number one, and as long as Verlander's in, this rota- in, in the rotation – he was always going to be looked at as the Verlander is going to be looked at as ace one, one A, and Scherzer was going to be one B. And that's fine. Look at the Diamondbacks when they had uh, 
Shillings and uh, Randy Johnson. But Johnson was a clear was the clear ace of that fucking team, and Schilling hadn't blown up his his ego hadn't blown up big enough yet. He was willing to play second fiddle to fucking Johnson. He was also way younger than Johnson. Not way Won younger. Won a championship. No, they did. They did. It pissed off a lot of New Yorkers in 2001. Just saying. But, all right, so then, like I said, American League side, you got the Orioles and you got the, the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Blue Jays. I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't have an idea how any of these two teams are playing. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's in the intro of the show. All right. We're half ass. <laughs> I know, right? We're so half ass that we don't even have one of our host names in the intro at this point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, fix it. Uh, I mean, the overall baseball question is, is, this, is the curse over at Wrigley Field? Is this the year? Oh, man. They are playing outside their mind, man. They're the best team. Not record-wise, they're the best team in baseball. But this is how... It, when it comes, when it comes, okay, just like I've said about Michigan football this year, I'm going to say this about the Cubs. I'm from Missouri. Show me. I'm not picking them to do shit until they, until they prove to me they can, they can at least get to the dance. It, they get to the World Series, I, don't, I, I still won't pick them. Is Bartman on house arrest? Is what now? Is, it, is Bartman on house arrest? Oh, Bartman. <laughs> Dude. Say what you want about that motherfucker, but you know, he knows better than to ever show his face. He's never even given an interview ever since that shit happened. So, I mean... It'll, be, it'll look like a Black Lives Matter movement gone wrong if he shows up, I'm just saying. Cars tipped over and shit. <laughs> um, but no, and just like Michigan, you know, and I'm not going to pick Michigan to, to, to beat MSU or Ohio State until they show me they can. So, yeah, they got to show me something. And right now, I mean, their position, their position, their position to take on the winner of the wild card, and then the other series is the Nationals versus the Dodgers. And I mean, both capable of beating Cubs. Exactly, they both match up fairly well against the Cubs. So I mean, hell that's, of a pitching staff, though, Rich. Hell of a pitching staff in Chicago. Well, dude, Chicago is, they got Theo Epstein, who come over from Boston, mm-hmm. and he's hes basically rebuilt that team in the way he rebuilt the Boston team, and using the philosophy he used, and then on the, on the American League side, you got Francona, who goes to Cleveland, and boom, now they're playing in the playoffs. They're, you know, they're the number two seed. I mean, dude... I think it's like we, as much as the city of Boston has irked me since they started winning, I have to say this, the last 15 years, give or take, they, they've really had a culture of winning in that city. I mean, every one of their four major sports teams has won a championship. So you can't really... You can't really fuck with it. And Theo Epstein's formula worked twice now. And there's a lot of GMs. Hey, how did uh how did Joe Torre do when he went out to LA? Not so, not so well. You know? I mean, there's a lot of general managers and coaches who are beloved in one city and when they go to the next city, it just doesn't happen. You know, the lightning doesn't strike twice. 
very few, right. very very rare does that happen. You know, Sparky Anderson is not the the rule to a good baseball manager. Theo Epstein is not the rule for a good general manager. So right, but Jake Arrieta from Chicago reminds me a lot of Clayton Kershaw. How so? It just pitching outside his mind. Two three years ago, you had no idea who Jake Arrieta was. No, that's true. I did. I picked him up on the wave war in my fantasy baseball league, and I fucking won the league that year because he was fucking mm-hmm. the man. Just like Clayton Kershaw was the year that the Dodgers won the fucking series. Well, do you think cardiac events will will spike in Chicago? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's terrible because that is like the murder capital of America right now. So that place is going to burn. I promise you that place is going to burn. Whether they win or lose, it's burning. Well, grim predictions like that aside. <laughs> no, right. Jesus. The, the, I think, honestly, the best outcome for Major League Baseball and probably the best World Series we could possibly watch would be Boston and Chicago. You have, oh, two, yeah. you have two major media markets. You have Boston, who has become basically the new Yankees, with you know Big Poppy being his last season. That's a good storyline. You know, Joe Buck can get up there and lackadaisically sell that. Uh, I mean, I, the lovable losers, Chicago. Come on, and then if Chicago beats Boston, I mean, there's so many storylines going back and forth between those two. Theo Epstein. The two teams who've had the longest World Series droughts meeting in the World Series, if Chicago wins. How pissed know, is Sammy Sosa right now? How, what's not? What up? How pissed is Sammy Sosa right now? Sammy Sosa forgot how to speak fucking English when they started asking him about steroids. On top of that, <laughs> that motherfucker that motherfucker's on the, on the Michael Jackson, uh, uh, I, I want good credit, so I'm getting whiter and whiter fucking routine. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Sammy Sosa. I think I don't even know if Sammy Sosa knows what the fuck's going on with Sammy Sosa at this moment. I don't think he honestly gives a shit one way or the other. I'd still be pissed if I was him. <laughs> that's just me. I would say Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor are probably more pissed than Sammy Sosa. Kerry <laughs> 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 Wood's like, God damn it, I went up there and set the strikeout record. Mark Pryor's like, I, I, I gave my heart and soul on that fucking mound. I gave my arm for that team. And then we didn't do shit. We lost to fucking the Marlins. <laughs> we lost to a motherfucker who had a catcher whose nickname is Pudge. <laughs> and I ain't talking about Carlton Fisk either, you know? Like, <laughs> no one knew who the fuck <laughs> Miguel Cabrera was in 2003, anyways. And Dontrell Willis, who had like what? Seasons worth of shit, and then that was it. He was done. That motherfucker's career was over. So, yeah, if I if I was those two, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, "Where the fuck was all this when we were here? Come on!" But you gotta think, dude. Think about that one, dude. How long has it been? Nineteen oh eight. Is it the last time they won the World Series? Hold on, because I. Dude, 1908. If that's if I'm thinking right, it is. 1908. Yes. Yeah. Dude, think of all the fucking Hall of Famers, all the fans. I mean, you're talking like what? Maybe five generation of fans have come and gone since a championship. There is no one alive from their last championship. No one. 
Period. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> like the line, like, like here in Detroit, they bitch about fifty-seven. Motherfucker, there was people alive in fifty-seven who are still sucking wind. You know, <laughs> granted, they, if they remember it, they're old as fuck. But I mean, dude. I remember when when Boston won in 2004, I was watching the game in my buddy's house in his basement, and I got up and cheered, and my other buddy was like, you're acting like the Tigers won the World Series. I'm like, dude, we just saw history. You don't understand. Yeah. I, never, I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. You know, I, I just never did. Boston was always going to be the fucking also-ran. But, yeah. I mean, after, they, after, after that seven-game sweep, you know, when, it, when they were down 3-0 – were zero three to the Yankees, and they came back and they swept them. I was like, if Boston don't win it, maybe there is such thing as curses. Because I, I was just like, come on, dude, how much momentum do you can you have on your side to come back and and come back from O three and not just come back from O three, but come back from O three from the, your fucking most hated rival, who has just literally whipped out. Their fucking cock and shoved it down your throat since 1918. <laughs> I mean, dude, it, seriously, it's like it's like it, it it's like a rough sex porno. The way the Yankees treated Boston all those years, man, it's a gag on it, bitch. That's right, yeah. Squeeze some tears out. <laughs> I mean, they just did not give a shit. Use them as lube. Show me your own face. Oh, oh, Rich knows what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with. I think the best storyline could be. If it's Boston, Chicago, in the World Series. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've kind of lost a lot of interest in baseball in the last couple of years. I can't really say why. Uh, I mean, it, I was watching it religiously when the Tigers sucked. I mean, I had season tickets when the to the Tigers when they sucked. So it's not that the Tigers aren't doing well. It's just, I don't know, man. That series might suck me back in to where I watch every single pitch of every single game of the World Series. Because right now, baseball is highlight only for me. Maybe flip back and forth between that and another game if if if, if I'm in front of a TV and I got a control. Is this another category on your ESPN app? Yeah, and it has been for probably since about 2011. To be honest with you, it's about five years now. So, but all right, well, that's all I got as far as not football. Do we want to move on to picks? Yeah, man, because you know it's about that time. So. All right, we, we, we got some standings, all right? Four weeks in. Bring up the rear. Me. I'm 29-34, uh, 460%. So do the percents to help with the rankings as Earl came late in the game. Rich, second place, 32-31. and 31. Bat 508. First place, the new guy, Earl. He's 8-7, 533. So, all right. Uh... Last week proved once again to flip a coin. <laughs> I mean, that was that, that was the best we did out of all of us. It was no, no, no. Wait, Earl, you did eight and seven. All right, credit where credit is due. Forget about the bye week. So yeah, but I I gotta say though, most of my picks last week were heartfelt and not mindset. Play man, go go with your gut. <laughs> okay, so uh, Thursday night. No Carson Palmer. Cardinals heading to uh, Levi Stadium. Cardinals. Really? Oh, absolutely. Who is the backup in Arizona? 
the guy who's better than Dwayne Cocaine Lannard or whatever, Gambert or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, Blaine Gambert. <laughs> Blaine Cocaine. Where the fuck did that come from? It's his nickname in Missouri. Oh no! Wait, Drew Stanton. That's right, because I saw. I was like, "What? He's still playing?" When they said he was going to be playing, he was going to be starting. <laughs> oh, the pride of uh, of Farmington Hills. Yes, another Spartan. Uh, I'm going to go with San Francisco because I just think Stanton's going to be rusty. Uh, I'm going with Cardinals on this one. I seriously think there's some panic going on there, and Cardinals need to win. All right. All right. Uh, New England at Cleveland. Tom, he's back. What do you think? Do, do we even, I mean, we, didn't we already pick it with our earlier conversation? <laughs> Well, I mean, I did, so yeah. Yeah, definitely the Pats. All right. Philly, the Eagles, undefeated, flying into forward field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Just, you know what, all I got to say is they better thank God it's not the... Uh, Thanksgiving Day game because if Santa Claus was at the at the Lions game, not only would the Eagles beat the shit out of the Lions, they might just beat the shit out of Santa Claus for old times' sake. Hey, I got a I got a waiver claim in for Carson Wentz <laughs> picking the Eagles. I I I so bad want to pick the Eagles because I know they're going to win, but I can't I can't do it. Oh, I can't do it. You're picking the Lions. I got to. You know, people can hear you. Yes, I know. <laughs> Lions at home. I got to go with my boys. Uh, All right. If that's it's my homer. one loss this week, it's my one loss. I don't care. I can't. I can't. All right. Sunday, 1 p.m. Lucas Oil Stadium. The house that Manning built. The Bears and the Colts. God, this is such a garbage game that I would yeah. not have thought it was going to be a garbage game before the season started. Yeah. I forgot. If the Colts don't beat the Bears, I am personally driving to Indianapolis to smack shit out of luck. Wow. He looks like a caveman. You should be careful. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Indy. Same here. Even though I, I, at some point I got to... I got to just wise up and be like, wow, they suck. They just really suck. I mean, it's, but, it's uh, luck I'm versus Bears. It's luck versus no. Hoyer. No, it, it, you're right. Bears are fucking hot garbage, too. So, yeah, dude, Garbage yeah. time in week five already. Uh, hey, more garbage time. Tennessee at Miami. Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, that's a thing, huh? I'm going Dolphins. Uh, Marcus Mariota showed me he wasn't what I thought he was last week. Going Dolphins as well. Uh, last time I picked against the Dolphins, they fucked me, so I'll pick them. Uh, 
Wow, wait for all three of us to have, like, lockstep picks by the whistle flyer. All right. Uh, heading into Baltimore. The Reds get... Oh, man. What a shitty road game. Or it's an easy road game if you're Washington heading to Baltimore. It's like a half-hour drive. <laughs> Maybe take a plane. Probably just load up the bus. I mean, Ravens. I think that's a superior, the superior team. Right there with you, Ravens, yeah. Uh, I need to flip a coin. Hang on. <laughs> You're literally going to flip a coin. <laughs> I'm so conflicted here. All right, I'm going to go with Ravens just because of their defense. All right, so next up, Texans, 3-1, and one, heading in to the undefeated Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. You're a believer in that defense? They're calling it the Purple Rain defense. I'm taking it back old school and still calling it the Purple Leaders, man. Purple Rain, huh? Little, 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 little Prince topical Minnesota media. Good job. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I think we had an argument earlier of uh, what do you, who do you think's for real? I just I don't think that something in my gut just tells me Minnesota's not for real this year. Maybe it's because it's who's you know throwing the football. I'm taking the Texans. You know, last week if this game was played last week, I'd have picked the Texans. I just, dude, I, I gotta, I gotta go in Minnesota at home. Rich has wide envy. I gotta go in Minnesota. So, it, I don't know. I, it, it, once again, show me, show me they can lose at home with that defense. Jets at Pittsburgh. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. I can't argue there. I can't either. I mean, they Jets were, are they not were. living up to the hype, their their preseason hype so far. We didn't even talk about that. KC and Pittsburgh game. What the hell? Yeah, did KC forget there was a game? They send the <laughs> practice squad. Looked like he was distracted the entire game. <laughs> hey, just send the practice squad. We're all set. He was thinking about that... Uh, 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 all you can eat shrimp at uh, Red Lobster. That's what he was thinking about. All right, Falcons heading to Mile High. Aww. I think we all pretty much picked this. I'm, I'm going to go on the. Dir- I'm, I'm going to pick the Dirty Birds to steal this one. Well, yeah, I picked it. If- we all picked it. I don't remember it because I'm going Broncos. Yeah. No, I'm stick with Falcons because, like I said, Khalid can't guard Julio Jones, and that's who they're going to put on him. All right. Cincinnati at Dallas. Young upstart quarterback in Dallas. 
Oh, my first round gamble's paying off. Elliot's a top rusher in the NFL. Uh, this one's hard. Yeah. Just by virtue of them being at home, I'm going to pick Dallas, so. I don't know. You got perfect back in defense of uh, the Bengals. All right, I did it last week. I ain't doing it this week. I'm going to go Bengals. I'm going to go Cowboys. They're the home it, team. Give AJ Green some cred. Sorry. I understand Beasley's on the Cowboys and everything, but he's going to run across the middle and Burfick's going to knock him the fuck out. Rex Ryan, oh. fresh off of his win in Foxborough, heading to see the underdogs, L.A. Rams. I think Lynch doesn't strike twice. I think the Bills lose here. I take the Rams. Same, same, man. I, Rex, I hope you really fucking celebrated last week's win because you ain't getting one this week. Buffalo's a mash unit picking the Rams. All right. The Chargers and the Raiders. Classic rivalry. It's old AFC rivalry, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm, pick- I'm picking the Raiders in this one. I'm going with the Raiders. If you're fucking Travis Benjamin, are you punching yourself in the nuts every day this week? He pretty much lost that game for the Chargers last week, dropping that, making that fumble when he did. Well, he could do what he wants this week because Amari Cooper is going to run away with it. Well, I, I, ooh. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm also hearing rumblings that, uh, from San Diego that they're talking of rebuilding and just trading away rivers. I don't know who, who would be a taker for him. I don't know, but. Lions. Oh, hey, Baltimore let Justin Forsett go today. Huh? Lions need a running back. Maybe he ends up in Lions uniform. They don't well, I'm just saying, if that's a scuttlebutt coming out of uh, San Diego this early in the season, to the point where the four the four letter networks reporting it or talking about it, I should say, then yeah, there's got to be a little bit of something. When there's smoke, there's usually fire. So yeah, I'm going Oakland too, and I'm a believer in what I've been seeing. I'm sorry, Philip Rivers just reminds me too much of Brett Favre. He's a gunslinger, he throws first, thinks second, and doesn't work. All right, the G-Men heading to nope. the, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Packers on this one. Uh, I don't want to say the name. I'm not picking the Giants there. (laughs) (laughs) 
you you can't tell that his heart's in the NFC North with a certain team, you know. Honolulu blue and silver. All right, sorry, Monday that's the colors night. of my wedding. Matter of fact, I'm having a Lions theme wedding. Are you hoping it just to get all the shittiness of marriage out of the way at the wedding? How it looks. <laughs> all right, Monday night, Bucks. Heading into Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Hopefully, if Hurricane Matthew doesn't spoil the party, take on the uh, surprisingly one in three Panthers. Although not surprising if you're rich. Who's winning that game? Well, it's funny you brought up weather because I believe the last two Bucks games have been they've they've had to uh, have been forced to come to a, a, a stop because of weather. But that's just whatever. Yeah, no, no way. God is telling the Bucks to just just stop, stop playing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> just pack it up and call it a season. Um, yeah, I'm not picking the Bucks on this one. So, I, I, I picked got- I picked them once so far this this season, and they shit the bed. So, I got the Panthers. I think uh, they're terrified. They're supposed to be doing way better than they are. Um, I don't think the Buccaneers have anybody but Gerald McCoy that can run after Cam Newton anyway. Yeah. All right. So, there we go. Made our picks for week five. And I guess now, now it's time for the, the local uh, local college. Oh. Which, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a rough week. It, it was a, you know, it was one of those weekends where you just kind of had to come to terms with things. You know, I called it acceptance weekend. Well, I mean, okay. You have BYU at Spartans. BYU are two and three. Spartans are two and two. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, I think you just you gotta. I gotta pick MSU just because you know they got pantsed. <laughs> you know, like twice. I don't think they're losing three in a row. And if they lose three in a row, I can still just check D'Antonio stock next week. So I'm going MSU. Yep. I'm pretty much right there with you. I'm going MSU as well. I'm going to be the rebel. I'm going to take BYU. Ooh. God. That, that, God, that will be ugly if, if MSU sitting at two and three. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. BYU is a scrapping team. I watched them play the other day. They just never quit. State goes two and three. Less miles will be coaching by the Michigan game. All right. <laughs> uh, speaking of Michigan, Michigan versus New Jersey State, but they call it Rutgers for some reason. <laughs> Little known fact about Rutgers: Kevin James. Paul Blart, mall cop, used to play fullback for him. <laughs> no bullshit, that's true. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah, come on, dude. Wolverines, come on. Number four, oh, yeah. the 5-0 and Wolverines. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I do like Rutgers uniforms. That's about, that's... 
about all I can really say. I mean, hey, I, I can't argue with what I've seen. I mean, last two weeks, Michigan has proven their, you know, their real the team. The team's got my Thompson. Yeah. So, there we go. That's it. Picked. Now seal them up. Send them to Price Waterhouse. They'll be sealed till next week. They'll be tabulated by the accounting firm of Deloitte and Douche. <laughs> They'll be taken care of by the law firm of Zimmerman, Geller, and three other Jewish gentlemen. Yeah. Some Jews. No, it's the name of their law firm. Some Jews. All right. All right. Anything else, guys? No. We're good, I think. Next week, the, the baseball playoffs will be taken, will be more in shape. Lions will be one loss further to Jim Caldwell being fired. <laughs> if they go one and seven, does he finish the season? Lions have proved they will fire a coach in the middle of the season. They have no problem doing it. So I don't think so. That's just my, that's just my feeling. Think Quinn promotes Cooter? Uh, oh God. That's, I mean, that, that was Matthew Stafford's savior. So if Cooter ends up head coach and he, does better than 500. Let's say they're one and seven. Caldwell gets the boot. Cooter comes in. He actually goes five and three the last eight games. Then we have to live through the Jim Bob Cooter era in here in Detroit. And I don't know if I can handle that. I might actually have to leave the state. <laughs> I cannot have my head coach be named Cooter. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Okay. Well, th- hey, welcome, new listeners. Everything. So we've had a lot of new listeners the last few weeks. Uh, so thanks to everybody. Uh, I think Google Play probably something to do with that, but we're available on uh, Google Play now as well. You get your podcast there. You get them at ChristopherMedia.net. You download them at iTunes. You go to Stitcher. You go wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and we're there. Uh, yeah, you got to like us. You got to share us. You got to li- rate, leave a comment on iTunes because listening's just half the battle because that's how the mothership at Apple works. Uh, if you like it, tell a friend. Uh, if you don't like it, tell a friend. Be like, hey, I heard these bunch of assholes. Listen to these guys. Hey, whatever. The downloads download, right? But thanks to everybody who's been listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week, guys. Peace. All right. Later, guys. Later, guys. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net